This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. So you may have noticed the music is a little bit different. I thought I would change things up a little bit. So before I introduce today's guest, I want to talk a little bit about gratitude. So here we are. We're approaching the holidays. 2021 is coming to an end. Maybe that's a good thing for some people. I'm always one that you know gets excited for a new year. So gratitude is the quickest way to shift your thoughts from maybe negative or, or stressful into a positive state. There's always other people that have worse off circumstances than you do. So it, it's while it's easy during the holidays because you know we we want everything to be special for your family. We want to get the perfect gift for people and things like that. And and you know this year things may be a little bit different as we all know the they're logistically things are not getting to places the way that we're used to. We're not getting that instant gratification many times. So I just challenge everyone during this holiday season, throughout the day, as often as you need to, just take a few minutes and focus on everything that you have to be grateful for, because it really does shift your mood, your your energy levels, your thoughts, because you have a choice. You have, you have a choice as to whether or not it's going to be a merry season or if it's going to be a stressful season. I know for me personally, I choose to have a merry season and not let the stress get to me. So Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Today's guest is Nate Palmer. He is a certified personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist. He specializes in working with entrepreneurs and business owners to create energy, focus, and a lean, healthy body, one that shows up for your work, family, and focus time. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, Nate. How's it going today? I'm doing awesome, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to have you on. And I think you you scheduled this so long ago, and I'm sorry it's taken so long to have you on as a guest. <laughs> I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm pumped. I feel, like, I feel like I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to, I have to blow my own horn a little, toot my own horn a little bit that um, Happiness Self Podcast was rated number 11 out of the top 80 happiness podcasts. Yes. On awesome. Feedspot. So I'm, I'm just so excited about that. I'm so excited. You about should that. be. Yeah. 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 You just, I'm, I'm glad you are saying something. Cause I feel like a lot of times people are like, Oh no, like my stuff's fine. Whatever. No, you gotta, you gotta talk about it. You got some uh, awesome stuff going on. I want to hear all about yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So Nate, tell me about Nate Palmer. Oh, well, I mean, that's that's a long story that maybe we just don't even want to get into. But I'll tell you right now that I am a, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business owner. I love training and nutrition. That's kind of what I've been into for the last like 13 years. Started off as a personal trainer. I am currently, I would more identify as dad or dada, I guess depending, than like, than like trainer Nate. But uh, I have got a three-year-old at home. I got a five-month-old son. I sleep less than I ever have, but I have an amazing, fulfilling life. Uh, I wrote a book called The Million Dollar Body Method. Um, 
I like I like hanging out with my family, working with clients. I got a I got a fun story that I wanted to share with everybody today. But um, that's that's a really like like roundabout way of describing it. Perfect. Now, where are you located? I'm in uh, Tempe, Arizona. You know, it's like Phoenix area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've been there a couple times. That's awesome. I love Beautiful. it here. Beautiful yeah, area. It's, it's, and it's only 105 right now, so it's like oh. perfect weather. <laughs> yeah, but it's dry. That's right. Yeah, That's see, right. I'm in the DC metro area, and and if it's 90 degrees, it feels like 100, 110. It's 90% it's, humidity too. Yes, exactly. So there's a really big difference, really big difference. So tell me about how you got into what you're doing. So, yeah, I'd love to talk, I'd love to talk about this. Let's take it, can we take it all the way back though? Please, and I want to hear your funny story too. Oh, it's not funny. It's sad. But I'll talk to you. I'll talk about it right now. Please, please, please. <laughs> so um, I started off as like, I, I started working as a personal trainer out, just out of college, but I had been into exercise for a really long time before that. And really the, like the impetus for me getting into fitness was there was a time when I was like 11 or 12 then going to eighth, I'm in, I was in eighth grade and I was at home waiting for school to start. My, my mom was going to drive me to school or something. And then she was out taking both my sisters to school. So she's gonna drop drop them off, come back, you know. Before Uber was Uber, my mom was Uber. You get it. So, um, she had left the house, and then I got a knock on the door, and I looked in out the door, and I was like, I don't recognize this guy, low hat, like I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's a contractor. Mom had someone to come over. I don't know. I'm not gonna answer the door. Then he came around the back, and I was like, that's that is strange behavior for a human, but. I don't know. And I was, a, I was really scared. I was a scared person at like grown up. I was scared of heights. I was scared of snakes. I was scared of loud noises and strangers and getting in trouble. So I didn't like call anyone. I didn't call the police. I didn't call my mom. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to get in trouble. So kind of just like watching him go through like the, go down the backyard until I hear like, he broke a window on the other side of the house. Oh like, my that, gosh. That is really not good. That is a, like I'm getting a very strong sense that that is trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and so my 11 year old brain, I'm like, you know what I need? Steak knife. Grab a steak knife out of the block, run to my room, lock the door. And like Sandy, the, the door lock on my room is like these little rinky dink, like dink. And like, that's it. Like that's the, that was the lock. Can you, you know take a bobby about? pin and just go like that and open it, right? Right. Or just like push kind of hard and it would probably open. <laughs> and so I'm hiding under my bed with a steak knife, like, and just like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. And I hear him coming down the hallway. He's like, boom, boom, boom. And then he knocks on my door, my bedroom door. And he's like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm like peeing my pants. And I don't like, I'm like, am I going to die right now? Like, is, is like, what's going to happen next? Should I have called the police? Like what? Like, and I still don't call the police. I call my grandpa who's 75 at the time. Can my grandpa to come over? <laughs> Not a fully developed frontal cortex, you know, right, so not, right. the decision-making skills were low. But it was like, I was just super, super stressed. I was like, this is like, this is how it ends for me. I'm only 11. I never even got a chance to bungee jump. Never even kissed a girl, Sandy. Oh. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, he doesn't come in the room. He eventually, you know, like steals my DVD player. It's the 90s. And then he uh, like takes off. He steals my mom's jewelry. Please come. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. But, and so like my parents were going through like a divorce at the time. So I'm already like emotionally fragile. And oh I was like, gosh. that's it. Like I'm never allowing anyone to put me in a position like this again. I will never feel like my power has been completely taken away from me. Like, like it was today. And so I was like, you know how to, you know how to get that back? Two things. Number one, more knives. Number two, more muscle. 
I was like, if I put on like a big veiny suit of like muscle armor, nobody will ever be able to hurt me again. You know? And like, I didn't know that at the time. Like that wasn't like the, like I wasn't like 11 being like, I'm very self-aware, but I, like, that's where I went. I ended up having like a knife collection when I was in high school, of like a hundred plus knives and working out all the time. And I just never was very good at it. Never was very good at working out. Um, it took me forever. I never, you're going to be super surprised about this, but I never ended up looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Right? What kind of BS is that? Really? So I, ne- I never ended up like looking like like the huge, muscly, like intimidating person that I wanted to be, you know. But what I realized is that during the time, because I this was like eleven, so I probably started working out when I was like thirteen. Didn't start taking it seriously until I was like seventeen. But I've been doing something physically for the last twenty years, like the last two decades. I've been I've been thinking about this, been like focused on it. And what I realized was that like, like my body's not the type that just like is going to gain a ton of muscle and look all good in a speedo. It's like, I'm a, I'm a kind of a lean skinnier guy. And what I found is that it's not about how much muscle mass I had on or how intimidating I looked, but it was all about the consistency and the discipline that I developed over time that really led me to like, kind of like one of my, I guess my mantras that I have today, which is that you really can't lose if you don't quit. You can't lose if you don't quit. Exactly. And I think that's like, that's something that I really want to like, I try to instill my clients and my wife and my kids that I want them to know that like, that everything is possible. Your potential is unlimited. You can't stop. Cause maybe like, like maybe someone else could get to my like physical shape that I'm in right now in like three years. Wouldn't be that hard. Doesn't not probably gonna take most people 20 years to get where I'm at. But maybe maybe it's gonna take me a little longer. Maybe it's gonna take someone else a little longer to build a business. Maybe they're not very great at, at Spanish and they want to be fluent. Maybe it's gonna take them twice as long, three times as long, five times as long. But anyone is capable of accomplishing something if they don't quit. My dad said something powerful to me when I was when I was growing up that I always remember, and he said if one man can do it, Nate, another can too. If someone can do it, you can too. And I, I just like, I feel like I take so much solace in that fact because it's this, it just means that like nothing's off the table. It like it, talent, like all the, all these things aside, you're able to, you're able to take the things that you want to do and make them a reality, especially right now in this day and age, like everything's possible. Everything's feasible. I don't have to go hunting for like wild boar, like go like, get clean water. Like I've got time, space and like mental availability to like focus on the things that I love. So yeah, that's, that's a really long wind. Again, I'm kind of end up being a talker sometimes. It's Sorry okay. I love, I love that though. And, and you're so right. And I was just, um, reading a book, um, that was written by a sports psychologist and he was saying, if you can see greatness in somebody else, you can have it for yourself. That's not his exact words, but it was something to that effect. I love that because it goes back to the abundance mentality we were talking about before the, the, the calling started. Yes. If you are able, like when I was, when I was growing up, when I was like, I was in really negative headspace, kind of middle school, high school, um, probably a story for another time, but I always see what was wrong with people. I saw what they didn't like about themselves and I'd pick at it, you know, pretty ruthless. But the, all, the flip side of that is I can also see what people are good at, what their potential was, what they liked about themselves. And so now I choose to focus on those sorts of things and like, the, the amount of like uh, enjoyment and life that brings to me to be able to be like, you know what, Sandy, you're really good at this is like, and to like to encourage someone and speak into their life like that, like 
it's it's not a it's not like give and take. It's a give and get. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that's so powerful what you just said about about seeing greatness in someone else. Yeah, and and back to your point where you're saying how you know as long as you don't quit, you're not going to lose. I mean that that just that applies to everything in your life. Doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, I mean, especially with working out because I know for me that's kind of one of my things is that I don't like working out. <laughs> I think so, like the, the two things that I like that I'm really passionate about, I love business building. I love like entrepreneurship and I love, I love training. And I think both of those things, it's like completely hundred percent applicable because if you have a goal of gaining super sweet biceps or losing X amount of weight or building a business or becoming an online entrepreneur or building a e-commerce store, you can accomplish all of those things with the one condition that you can't quit. You can't right. stop. Yeah, you got to be in it for the long game for sure, for sure. Yeah. And and I and I have to I just want to mention that my son is very tall and lean too. And he too will never have those big big biceps. But boy, he made a commitment when he came home from college last year last March and then, you know, never went back because of COVID. And he made a commitment and he worked out every single day and like when he came home, his tricep was the same size as his bicep, okay? Yeah. Skinny, right? Just straight line, right? No definition on his arm. But by the time he went back to school in August, he had he had guns. He had guns. Awesome. Right. And he just did, he was like, I'm going to do this because I'm tired of being skinny. <laughs> That's fantastic. Tell him I said, tell him, give, him, give him nucks for me, all right? I will. I will for sure. I will for sure. So, so talk about your book, The okay. Million Dollar Body Method. I love okay, that fine. Time. I will, Sandy. So uh, the million dollar body method, like this is not a book about how to gain sweet biceps. So I'm sure if like anyone's in the audience right now laying like, oh no, like this was my chance. Sorry. <laughs> but basically like I, I've been working as a personal trainer since 2008. So I've been doing this almost 13 years now. And what I always found was that like like even among my clients, there was always a high recidivism rate, a high amount of people who would lose weight and gain it back, lose weight and gain it back. And I thought that the like just the focus of weight loss, dropping fat, losing weight, like you know, all these words are negative. They're all about you are too much as you are. You need to become less, so we like you, you know. And so I thought the focus of weight loss and just kind of the fitness industry in general was very negative. And I think that has a lot to do with why people don't stick to it because it feels if you're feeling deprived like any like Sandy anyone can lose weight like it's not hard and also it's not important like you lose weight eating tilapia and broccoli and running 5 miles in the morning like congratulations as soon as you have a bagel you're going to gain that weight back exactly. and that sucks so why suffer through like months and months of doing this thing in order to in order to only gain your weight back so there has to be a better way there has to be something else that connects you to a greater goal than just running away from something fearful, kind of how I was doing like when I was growing up. You have to be running towards something powerful. And I, I love working with business owners and entrepreneurs. I work with a lot of them here in, in Phoenix who because they get it. Because when I say, hey, listen, if you eat the right way, like, yes, you're going to lose some fat. Congratulations. You might have some abs. Great. But you'll also be more financially successful. 
You're going to be a better father to your family. You're going to be a better leader in your community. You're going to have more energy when you get home that your kids want to play with you. You're like, you're, There's all these intangibles that come along with it that is so far, so much more powerful and so much better than just like, well, great, you lost five pounds. Because at the end of the day, like that doesn't satisfy you know, but what does, what feels really good is when you get home and you don't have to sit on the couch and watch ESPN for 30 minutes before you can have a conversation with your kids. When you can get home and you can go outside and play tag. When you can, t- like, I like my daughter the other day, I got home from work and she's like, dad, scooter outside, let's go. And I was like, okay. And she gets on her little <laughs> scooter and she's like, Phew. and I was like, I should not have worn this weight vest. And I'm like jogging after and stuff. And I was like, man, I am so happy that I'm in like the physical condition. I can chase my daughter down on a scooter before she like runs into the street. Yeah, really. You know? <laughs> And like that is, I think that's what it's all about. Like the the financial, the relational, the focus, those those sorts of successes are more powerful and just going to create longer term um, adherence and success than the primary focus on weight loss. So that's what the book is about. So I wrote it basically based on um, a client I worked with in 2018. He's a roofer here in Phoenix. And he told me basically like I... I am drinking three Red Bulls a day. I get home. I just have no energy for my family. I'm tired all the time, working 10, 12 hours a day. And we got him to the point where like, I was like, okay, great. Like, we're not going to focus on training. We're not going to focus on weight loss. All I'm going to focus on is getting you better energy. So I came up with a couple different like structures for him. And then fast forward like three months, he's like, I have so much energy. I feel so good. My wife says I'm a completely different person. Uh, it's been amazing. I get home and play with my kids. It's been fantastic. Oh, by the way, I lost 22 pounds in three months. I was like, we might, uh, we might've done something here. We might be onto something. So what did you, how did you work with him on just energy? Can you explain that a little bit more? No. Okay. (laughs) I know. You know, you got to read the book, right? (laughs) Yeah. Major cliffhanger. No no more information. Yeah. So like, so basically there's a couple things that are like, I feel like there's things that are like life-giving and there's things that are like, like energy stealing. And I don't think that we really understand as a society, like the, like the, like the levers and like the knobs that we can turn within our own system to create more focus, more energy. And like the term I really like is like mental acuity. It's like, you know, that that day, Sandy, when you're like, you're like, I'm on fire today. Everything I do is awesome. Like I'm so smart. I got, I'm making all the good decisions. Like that's what we're trying to create, like that flow state. So most of the time, like we sabotage ourselves starting off early in the morning, we wake up. We turn on the coffee maker, we pound a cup of coffee, right? Who like, I like, and if you're, if you're not nodding along to this, then there's something wrong with you because like, that's like, that's so many people that I talk to that they just like, first thing in the morning is coffee. Well, here's interesting thing about the human body. When you wake up, there's the hormone called cortisol. Well, people think about cortisol as like stress hormone, belly fat hormone. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just, it is what it is. But when we wake up, that hormone spikes. Okay. And that's, that's for one reason, to get us out of bed, get us rocking with our day, gets our, gets our energy up. So when we add caffeine on top of that, they both go up together and they both fall off together. So the better thing to do, the knob we can twist to get more energy in the morning is you have water first and then one hour after you wake up, when that cortisol starts dropping off, add your coffee then and you're going to start feeling way better, get a lot more out of that caffeine. Just like a super simple example. And then like the next thing, like at breakfast, like I mean, you have kids, you, you've seen the commercials, right? Like healthy part of a complete breakfast. And what do they show? Right. Like, like toucan Sam and like the, and like fruit loops. And then it's like two pieces of white toast. And then it's like a banana. And then it's like 
milk because you didn't get any milk in your cereal. And it's like orange juice. And so this huge, high-carb, high-sugar breakfast. Right. And what's happening to most of us is it's spiking our blood sugar way up and then just dropping us down. So even though we had a big breakfast, our body's now responding by being like, yo, can we get some sugar in here? Like, I'm kind of tired at 10.30. And you're like, I just ate. Like, why am I so hungry? So we have half a, we all have like half a donut in the break. Well, half-half, you know? Instead of having like the six blueberries we should have. And... And so like all day long now, we're on this blood sugar and like insulin roller coaster where we never feel good. And like, it's like, I feel like a lot of times people will tell me like, I, I never knew how I bad I felt. I do like, I do the behaviors that I used to do like back in the day and I just like on a daily basis. And now I feel like I have the flu if I do that because we just are so used to living in this like purgatory of poor energy and like, and feeling slightly hungover all the time that we don't realize how good we can feel if we just adhere to some simple, simple behaviors. So in the book, I call them the seven daily investments, keeping them that business theme. Yeah. So, and I, and I like to think about them as investments because like, like nutrition's an investment, training's an investment, like eating the right food's an investment. And like three of the investments, like, oh, it's like seven, that's a lot. Three of them is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So like, it's really just four things. <laughs> so, and I'm always thinking about how do you get the highest ROI? Like what's the best return on our investment? So for example, like one of the investments I call it like the, um, like the morning routine is like, I, and I think a lot of like, a lot of people in personal development know about like Hal Elrod and his, uh, the miracle morning and his savers. There's a lot of other morning routines out there that are awesome too. And I've tried, I've tried many of them. But when I started having like, when I have a toddler and, a, and an infant, like there's no, not a lot of time for me to like get gratitude in and do some journaling and then meditate and then like spend like 40 minutes, like sipping like this like Colombian, like green tea with like yak milk or whatever the thing, the, the, the <laughs> thing du jour is. So my morning routine is like 90 seconds. It's check this out, Sandy. It's going to blow your mind. Okay. Really complicated. All right. 32 ounces of water, 60 seconds of explosive exercise, jumping jacks, jump rope, something like that. Done. Nice. All right. Yeah. Easy, easy right? Well, you have to adapt when you have small children, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not to well, say you can't like meditate or anything like that, but I think that like if, if I had to distill it down to the things that are going to give you the best return on your investment in the shortest amount of time, 60 seconds of explosive exercise gets you rocking and rolling for the day. And if you don't believe me, do 60 seconds of jumping jacks tomorrow within 30 minutes of waking up. Okay. I am going to try that. Do you, do you accept my challenge? Then? I accept your challenge. I accept you. your challenge for sure. And Shoot I'm message when you finish. Okay. <laughs> I'm so happy you brought up the whole sugar thing because um, I used to be in business with someone who is very, we, we had a cleansing center. And she's done so much research over the years. And, and I know it's it's probably a little bit more controversial and sugar will never be eliminated from foods because of the whole industry. And it would put so many companies out of business. But she found a study that said that if sugar was put in front of the FDA today, it would be, it would be denied. It's that lethal for our bodies. I, I have a hard time believing that the FDA would would uh, would deny sugar Probably when there's not. so much financial benefit. That's right. a funny thing to me, right? The FDA is like simultaneously being like, you should eat these foods, and also like like um, you know promoting and, and advocating for like the dairy industry and stuff like that. Feels a little like mixed messages for me. It totally is. I just know that um, my father was diagnosed 
with cancer and he, he was given three months to live. And at the same time, he was told that he was um, like a partial diabetic. So he eliminated sugar from his diet. He lived for another 16 years. Wow. And it wasn't cancer that killed him. It was more, you know, complications from so much chemo because he had cancer like four times and, you know, My had goodness. so much, you know, your cancer, it's a, it, or chemo is like a Band-Aid, as we all know, you know, it, it really hurts a lot of other parts of your body. But, but yeah, and I attribute that to sugar, that he eliminated sugar from his diet. I, I, I could like, I mean, I don't know the situation obviously, but like, I could not agree more. I'm a, I'm a big, I hate keto. I'm, I, I'm a big keto hater, but if I had cancer or someone else I knew had cancer, I would put them on keto immediately to eliminate all carbohydrates and all sugars because cancer cells feed off of those. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Additionally, we've got, we've got like, we've like cells in our, in our gut, our microbiome that like sugar. You know, we have some that feed off healthy foods, some that feed off sugar. And if we feed those sugar cells, they actually have access to a hormone called leptin, sends signals to our brain that goes, hey, let's get some more sugar in here. Mm-hmm. And so they like, they are, it's so, so powerful. And food scientists know this, like you, like you said, we'd never be able to get rid of it because mm-hmm. the, 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 the holy trinity of, of like food science, sugar, fat, and salt is what keeps uh, people eating McDonald's French fries. You know, do they right. have sugar on them. Do they? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you can't taste it, but your, your dopamine receptors get it. That's why no one eats one fry at a time. It's because it's like, uh, how many fries can I get in my mouth? Because they're so perfectly designed for human overconsumption. It's like the people who design them should get a raise because they're the perfect food to shovel into your mouth. They're soft enough where they don't really trigger the satiety reflex. So you don't get full until you've eaten way too many of them. And you're like, I'm sick now. So, Wow. You really know your stuff. Oh, thank you. I, I really like this stuff. I really like talking about it. It's kind yeah. of depressing though. No, no, no. I think it's great. And I, and I really think, you know, we, we need more people like you out there for sure. For sure. So um, tell me about your programs. Cause you said you, you have clients. So what do you, do you have like coaching programs or do you just do one-on-one training? Yeah. So basically the, the big thing that I do right now is really, really based off of the million dollar body method. And I wrote this book up in a way that like, even if I'm not in fitness one day, I still want it to be a standalone like guide that someone could pick up without knowing me, without doing a program, without doing anything like that and still get results. It's a 28 day kind of like hard reset. So I call that phase one. And then, so through my programs, I try to take people into phase three and phase three for me is to the point where we've We've now you've gone through phase one. You've learned the framework of the million dollar body program. So you can apply it to your everyday life. So you go out to dinner with your family. You go out to lunch with a client. You go to grandma's house on Thanksgiving. You can apply this framework easily in any situation to any taco cart. And then, and then phase two is now we're the point where like, okay, you take the framework, which was like, let's like connect the dots, right? Simple. You go follow the instructions. And now we do a phase two, which is more like color by number. So I go, okay, Sandy, what I need you to do is for breakfast, I want you to have pick one protein off this list and one fat off this list. And you're like, I'll have clams and um, uh, avocado. And I'd be like, that's a little weird for breakfast, but all right, Sandy, live your life. You know, (laughs) it's like that, like, so trying to teach people now how to take like my structure and apply their favorite foods and the things that they enjoy about them uh, into their own life. And the goal of phase two is simple. It's to get out of insulin resistance. And an easy way, there's two ways to tell this. Number one, you can go to a doctor and get a bunch of tests done. Or number two, you can get a tape measure, measure your waist circumference at your belly button. So kind of like the, your natural waist mm-hmm. and divide that by your height. Wow. If that number okay. is higher than 0.46, then you are insulin 
resistant, which means your body is never going to be like fully in homeostasis or balance when you eat carbohydrates. So we need to get to the point where your waistline is 0.46 uh, compared to your height. So that's all phase two is. Some people are like on phase two for three weeks. Some people are on phase two for two years. It just depends on kind of where you're at and how long it takes you to get there. Then phase three is like, like that's where I want to get everyone to is where now we you're in a really healthy place. We can add carbohydrates back in. It doesn't really matter if you're having them at breakfast or lunch or dinner because your your body's processing them a lot better. And then we can start building a little bit of muscle, start recomping your body, start getting to the point where you're like, dang, I look good. Like that's what I want people to do to the point where they're like excited about training. And they're like, man, I can't wait to go set a PR on my dumbbell rows or something like that. Like <laughs> it's like, that is so fun to me getting people there, but it takes a minute. And it's something I did wrong my like, pretty much my entire career. I was like, um, like you have a hundred pounds to lose and let's try to go to phase three right away. I didn't really know it was called that at the time, but like, I was just trying to, I was just doing too much too soon. And now I realize it's a lot more of like a slow process, building people up and helping them understand, Hey, like training's awesome. Training's a great way to do, be, and have more rather than like, again, like I said earlier, I want to be less. I want to lose weight. I want to drop fat. I want to, I want to, I want to fit into this box. So my goal is really to help people just embrace that different mentality around training and nutrition. And so they can, they can use it to accelerate and to amplify what they're already doing. Now, do you train virtually or is it all in person? I don't do any in-person training anymore. So everything's, everything's virtual uh, uh, like on the internet. So if you have any questions about that, you can find me all over the internet on N8 training and I can give you some more information. But I got clients. Oh, this is, this is really cool, Sandy. I got my, I, I finally checked a big box for myself in the, in the, uh, in the vein of tooting our own horns. Of course, toot. <laughs> uh, I, have cl- I, have, I have had and worked with clients on every continent, Whoa. including Antarctica. No way. Yeah. That is so cool. And yeah, I hope, I you, I hope you're, you're tooting that on your website as well. I haven't. I should. Yeah. yeah. I put it on the social medias, but I should probably put it somewhere else. Oh, that's incredible. That really is incredible. So Nate, you are so fascinating. And I'm actually wrote down the book. I'm going to get your book. It's funny. I've had so many authors on my podcast. And just so you know, I've got it. I've got a stack of books now. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds great. We get off the call. I order the book and it comes in and I, and I'll, you know, and then, you know, life happens and, you know, we're all really busy, but um, no, that's really fantastic. So what else do you want to share with the listeners today? Well, I have I kind of have two soapboxes, and Please. number one, we we already we already went deep on you can't lose if you don't quit. I need to get that tattooed. Maybe I think I'm like a neck tattoo. What do you think? <laughs> I'm no? the wrong okay. person to ask. <laughs> well, you're 21 I'm a, and old. I'm you're old 21 year old in here. Right, right. I'm old school, so yeah. You talk to your son. Let's see what he thinks. <laughs> oh, he'd be like, oh yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if my daughter's not going to be like, oh, tattoos are like mom and dad have tattoos. That's gross. I'm not getting those. Like, I wonder if that's the thing now. Whereas they may. we were all like. Yeah, I was raised from a totally different generation and yeah, so tattoo. And then, and then for so many years for me, it was, I couldn't commit to to one. I couldn't make a commitment to one particular tattoo. So, and now I'm like, I'm too old. I'm not getting a tattoo. (laughs) No way. Plenty of time. Happiness solved. It doesn't have to be the neck. You can get it in the face or whatever. (laughs) I heard, uh, I heard someone saying, this is not anything to do with what you asked me, but someone said like, well, your first tattoo is like, oh, this is like Dante's fourth level of hell. And it really symbolizes the, like the 
battle between light and dark inherent in each person. And then you're like, your 19th tattoo is like, this is a salami and it represents salami. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I thought that was funny. I'm not in 19 yet. I'm like at eight. So the room to grow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Anyways, the last thing I want to say before we go is drink your water. This is the most boring tip of all time, but drinking water is like the number one thing that you can do to, there you go, drink it up to burn more fat, have more energy, have more focus, have more vitality. So many people miss out on this. And I always get people who are like, well, how much water should I drink? Should I drink 72 ounces? Is it my weight divided by this? Times like the, like the Pythagorean theorem, like, no, drink a gallon of water. They're like, isn't that too much? Probably not. Probably too little for most of us. I drink like two a day, but I live in Arizona. So like if you're drinking a gallon of water a day, you're ahead of the curve. You're going to be feeling a lot better. And then drink 32 of those ounces. First thing when you wake up, there's a million reasons to do that. Like I could spend another 40 minutes just talking about how many, like why you should drink water and all the cool stuff that happens. But just believe me when I say it's going to amplify your life. It's going to make everything that you do more effective and better. Yes. I am a huge water advocate. I drink three things. I have a cup of half and half. I can't have full caffeine. So I have half and half and then water and red wine. Fair enough. That's I it. thought for a second you were talking about half and half, like just having a cup of like no, I know. really thick milk. Decaf. I don't even know. Half, half calf. Half calf. That's what it's okay, called. Okay. <laughs> yeah, water's huge. Well, Nate, it has just been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. And I just I can't wait to follow you and watch you just become hugely successful because I think you're onto something. <laughs> Thanks, Sandy. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun talking to you today, too. Thanks All for letting right. me ramble. Absolutely. Thank you, Nate. Nate is such a great guy, and I hope you learned something from him. I know I certainly did. His book, Million Dollar Body Method, can be found on Amazon, and you can reach out to him through his website, which is natetrainingsystems.com, and that's the letter N and the number 8, trainingsystems.com. So I hope you enjoyed today's interview and episode. For more information about me, please visit my website at sandyscarlotta.com. My book, Happiness Solved, Climbing 100 Steps, can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And as always, I hope that you and your family stay safe and healthy and that your life is filled with peace, joy, happiness, and drink lots of water. (laughs) Take care, everyone.